Colleagues, welcome back to the office. It's Steve and welcome to the CPE Today podcast. We're going to get started with our podcast presentation here just in a moment. But before we do, I'd like to share some insight on how you can receive credit for watching today's presentation. There are two options. You can either watch live as it's being recorded through Zoom, more on that here in a moment, or you could be watching or listening on demand wherever you happen to receive content. We distribute our show through YouTube, SoundCloud, Facebook, our website, and many other places. Now, if you happen to be watching on demand on your own schedule, after watching or listening to today's class, head on over to cpetoday.com and locate today's course page. Uh, you can find our course code by looking at the footer of the presentation to see the link presented there. And it will also be mentioned throughout the presentation on multiple occasions. After com purchasing today's class, you'll complete a short five question quiz on what was discussed in today's presentation. And upon passing that your certificate for your CPE credits will be automatically generated and available for download. In addition to your purchase, you can also download copies of today's presentation, learning materials. You can ask the presenter questions and more. Now, if you happen to be watching live as it's being recorded through Zoom, your attendance will be confirmed through attendance prompts, which will occur every 12 to 20 minutes and approximately four per hour. They'll pop up automatically. And when a prompt comes up, please choose a response to confirm your attendance. It doesn't actually matter what you choose as long as you choose something as your response will confirm your engagement with our presentation. Attendance prompts might not be announced, so please keep an eye out for them. Now, as long as you've com uh, completed at least 75% of the attendance prompts, you will receive full credit for our presentation. Your completion certificate will be delivered to you by email within two business days of the event. You can always visit cpetoday.com if you have any questions or issues with your certificate. After our presentation today, we'd love to know what you think. Uh, there will be a course evaluation that will automatically pop up. It should take you anywhere from one to three minutes to complete, and your feedback will be used to help us produce better content in the future. Now, if you have any questions or comments throughout the presentation, we'd love to know what they are. Please use the chat or the Q&A functionality to let us know what you think, or if you have any questions on the materials that are being presented. Also, please feel free to share your experience, knowledge, and insight with the class. If you have any technical issues, you can also use that functionality to ask for help. You can always find great content at cpetoday.com. We have a variety of self-study and live courses from all topics, accounting, audit, personal development, Excel, QuickBooks, and more, you name it. Check out cpetoday.com. And the CPE Today podcast is made available Tuesdays and Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. And you can always find great content being discussed in that podcast every single week. If you happen to be a new user, listener, viewer of the CPE Today podcast, thank you so much for coming. Welcome. We're ecstatic and happy to have you. How about you get a free credit on us? Use coupon code ONEFREEPODCAST at checkout to get a free credit for today's class. We're going to go ahead and get started with our presentation here in the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here and enjoy our presentation. Welcome to our class. This is K2's Business Intelligence featuring Microsoft Power BI Tools. My name is Steve Yoss. I'll be your instructor and presenter for today. You should be hearing me. Um, and if you could see me, if you could see the screen, if you couldn't, if you wouldn't mind, go ahead and open up that chat box and shoot me a message so that I know that you are connected and that you are good to go. There we go. All right. Perfect. Thank you, Steve. Great name, by the way. Really good name. Uh, Mary, Linda, Scott, Janet, also good name. That's my mom's name. All right. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we're going to have a great day today. I'm really excited and uh, looking forward to presenting this material for you. Um, this is a topic that is near and dear to my heart, something I always enjoy talking about, which is business intelligence and reporting um, for lots of different reasons, which we're going to go ahead and talk through uh, today. But uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy lives to come on and, and learn something new with us and, and to be able to go through and, and experience uh, some business intelligence. Um, we're going to be looking at a lot of different things today, including uh, Power BI. Now, this class uh, has a number of learning objectives uh, that we will be going through. Uh, we're going to be mostly discussing different methods and manners for you to be able to do 
business intelligence inside your organization. There are so many different ways that you can handle this, whether you'd be doing it through uh, dashboards, through Power BI, whether you'd be doing it through different analysis and, and analytics in Excel. Uh, so many different opportunities. And today, uh, we are going to first kind of start with a discussion with respect to what business intelligence is, its value and importance, and why you should be considering this for your organization. Uh, we're then going to go ahead and talk about some different methods and manners that you can do BI inside of Excel. Uh, I'll point out there are some sample files and materials that are available to you uh, that you should have already downloaded. And if not, I would go ahead and encourage you to do so um, that we'll walk through. And we're going to be looking at a lot of different things inside of Excel uh, that you can consider using, which is a great way of getting started with business intelligence inside your organization. And then we'll talk about extending uh, Excel with some specific business intelligence tools that you might want to consider uh, utilizing. Uh, then we're going to go ahead and spend a fair amount of time talking about Power BI. Uh, Power BI, if you're not familiar with it, is Microsoft's business intelligence platform. And it is the gold standard as it relates to BI for so many different reasons. And it, it is an incredible tool. It's a very approachable tool. It's my personal favorite tool for doing business intelligence work for a lot of different reasons. Um, it's a free tool for individual use. So if you go to powerbi.com, you can download a copy of it. And I would encourage you to do so because we're going to need to do it a little bit later on today. And uh, it doesn't require a Microsoft license, doesn't require an Excel license. And it's a great way of getting started. And besides being a free application, it's actually the best. You know, if we look at the magic quadrants from Gardner, which analyzes different applications and determines, you know, kind of where the leaders are in a particular space, Power BI, it's the leader. And on top of that, it's a free solution that you can get started with. And very rarely do those two things come together. But for a lot of different reasons, I'm going to show you why I love Power BI. I'm going to walk you through a lot of uh, topics here from ways of importing in your data, ways of uh, uh, configuring your dashboards. We're going to create a bunch of dashboards together uh, and more. I'm also going to share with you, although I will try not to get too technical with you, uh, some database knowledge. Uh, frankly, um, once you start getting with started with business intelligence, you're really going to need to know how to use a database effectively. And so today we're also going to talk about some of the database principles that I think are really important for you to be able to operate uh, effectively, including things such as joins and cardinality and uh, you know bringing database tables into Power BI and mapping them and relating them together and kind of what all that means. Well, folks, this is our starting point. We can take this conversation any number of directions. In fact, we probably will. Uh, I got a couple of things I'd really like to ask for you. First and foremost, uh, I would like to ask, does anybody have any specific things they'd like to hear about today or are interested in learning about today? Or do you have any specific frustrations with Excel as it relates to your business reporting or Power BI? Uh, if so, I'd love for you to open up that chat box, shoot me a message, let me know what you're interested in today, and I will do my best to try to accomplish that and at least discuss it uh, in our class. So what do you want to learn about? You know, we're going to be here for eight hours. Uh, let's make the most of your time, make the most of my time. Tell me what you're, what you're interested in, and I'll do my best to try to incorporate that into our presentation. And the second is going to be engagement. Uh, personally, I love questions. My absolute favorite part of teaching. Um, nothing makes me happier, honestly, when I see people asking questions. And I'm more than happy to ask, answer any questions you have as we work throughout today. Um, so if you do have questions, please don't feel like you just have to sit there in silence. Um, open up the chat box. Shoot me a message. Let me know. I'm happy to do a demo again. I'm happy to... Uh, talk about how this might be uh, applicable to your business, your industry, you know, if you need to see something uh, a second time, you know, a different demo, I'm happy to do so. Uh, throughout the presentation, we're going to be flipping back and forth between PowerPoint. I will do my best to, um, I'll do my best to um, uh, zoom in so you can see the details of where I'm clicking and how I'm clicking on things and what boxes I'm on. Uh, but if you have questions, please, I, I'm solely here for you. Whatever you need, let me know. 
All right, so looking at some of the feedback that folks have popped up, thank you again. Mary's excited about learning about Power BI. Absolutely, Mary. We will definitely uh, be talking a fair amount about Power BI as well. Janet's interested in integration with ERP solutions. Good call, Janet. I'm going to talk about a couple of different ways that you can handle that. And good news, I actually have a brand new learning resource and training um, tool that I actually built myself over the last about month um, that I'm going to debut with you guys and you'll be able to try it out and it's to emulate what it's like working with an ERP system. And so uh, it'll show you the mechanics of what it's like to pull your data down uh, from the cloud. So yeah, we'll check that out. Very good. Scott says Power BI and setting up dashboards for fun and users. Absolutely, we'll go through a fair amount of that as well. Mary says dashboards. All right. So, uh, Steve says, I heard a bell ring, but I didn't see a polling question. Should you have seen a polling question? Uh, how about now here, Steve? So, uh, I was just triggering the sound just to trigger the sound. But uh, that's a good point here. Why don't we go ahead and talk a little bit about some of the things that uh, might be important for you to know with respect to your class here today. And there will be engagement uh, prompts and attendance prompts. And I will do my best to uh, give you a notification of when they might be. Okay, if you hear the little ding, that's usually pretty indicating that there is a polling question. I'll do my best to try to remember to uh, hit that so you get that little notification when those pop up. But there will be a total of like 32 of them for the entire class today. So there's a fair number of those polling questions that are going to be coming through. Uh, about four per hour. So please uh, try to keep an eye on that because, uh, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot. So, um yeah, there'll be those. And as long as you receive, as long as you complete at least 75% of those, you will receive full credit for today's class. Um, so please keep an eye out for those. With respect to your uh, certificate, that will most likely be coming directly from your state society office, I believe. They did not tell me exactly when and where the uh, certificates would be, but generally for these classes, they come directly from that state society office. So uh, just as a heads up, um, I think that's the case. If I get a second, I'll, I'll reach out and see if I can get some uh, more information for you. Okay, there will definitely, though, be a course evaluation. Love to know what you think about today's class. Any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated helps me write better courses, helps me know how I can find to my performance and uh, presentation of the material for the future. Uh, so please uh, go ahead and uh, plan on completing that course evaluation. All righty. Just a quick word on me and just so you know what the floating head and why he's here. Again, my name is Steve Yoss. Uh, I am a licensed CPA out west. I'm from uh, Big Bear Lake, California. I'm about an hour uh, or so north and east of uh, Los Angeles downtown up in the uh, mountains here in the Sierra Nevadas, about 7,000 feet. Uh, I've been in an accounting and technology pretty much my whole life. I grew up working in accounting. My dad's a CPA, worked up, work, grew up working in his practice. And, um, but my love has always been with technology. And uh, now, um, as it relates to accounting, I primarily teach continuing education courses like this. Uh, about half my life is uh, teaching and presenting to you nice, wonderful folks. And the other half of my life is building software and building solutions for other businesses through my work with my company, which is Devmatics. Uh, we build all types of stuff, enterprise software, mobile apps, uh, and more. So if you have any technology questions, I'm more than happy uh, to answer questions. And why I think I'm probably uniquely uh uh, position to teach this course, uh, my graduate work is actually in analytics. I did a, a graduate program in, um, got my master's in computer science, uh, and I specialized in geospatial analytics. Uh, so I did a lot of heavy analytic work, a lot of math, a lot of math work as it relates to this stuff. And uh, now I teach it. So it's just a lot of fun. So I really enjoy that. Okay, one last announcement, or actually two last announcements, and we'll get started here. Uh, something new in the K2 universe I wanted to make you aware of. If you like this type of content, training and accounting and learning and technology, just want to make you aware, K2, we actually have a new podcast we deployed last year. 
in our podcast, we present to you the latest technology, accounting, and business knowledge that we think is going to be really helpful for you in your career. Uh, we often do, we'll do reviews, we'll do analysis. I, uh, I've done several episodes, for example, on Power BI and analytics. Power BI gets updated monthly, so we've been doing a series talking about all the changes and updates as they relate to Power BI, and we have more of those coming. Uh, and it's 100% free. Um, you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, and more. Uh, we present it twice a week live, so you can attend and watch live on our website. And you can also uh, listen or watch on YouTube or Facebook at 11 o'clock uh, a.m. here uh, in the Pacific. But uh, we've done about 100 episodes so far. We'd love for you to check it out. And if you like this type of content, um, you can check it out. And you'll actually hear me probably mention throughout the uh, presentation a couple of occurrences like, hey, I did an episode on this. If you want more info on XYZ topic, go check that out. Okay. So I'll, I'll let you know. And every episode's available for free. All the content's available for free. So you can definitely uh, keep that in mind. Okay, our second to last announcement for today. Uh, I want to remind you, we, uh, we're here for a full day. So it's a full day of training. We're going to take some breaks here. Uh, I've tried to pick times I think are hopefully reasonable for most folks. And um, here is our rough schedule. We're going to try to do this in about two-hour sprints because uh, I feel like that's about the most I can talk without needing a break. And I think probably the most you can absorb without needing a break as well. Uh, we're going to take a break here at about 11 o'clock Pacific. I'm sorry, 11 o'clock Central. Then we're going to go ahead and take our lunch break at about 1 p.m. Uh, hopefully that's not too late for you folks. But uh, just given that we're starting a little bit later on your side, it, it that just seemed like an easier way of getting that to work out. We'll take a little bit longer of a break here. And then we'll take an afternoon break at about 3 p.m. Okay. And, uh, we're going to finish the day about four 30 central. Um, if this works for you and the schedule works, if you could open up that chat box, shoot me a message and let me know that would be appreciated. And I'll uh, do my best to, uh, certainly keep us on time here and keep the ship afloat and pointed in the right direction. Uh, but I will point out if you need to get up, stand up, walk around by all means, please feel free to do so. Uh, like I said, I'll do my best to announce when those polling questions going to pop up, but, um, yeah. There we go, folks. All righty. So without further ado, why don't we go ahead and why don't we get started for today? And so we are going to start today with a discussion on business intelligence. So we are going to go ahead and start and discuss why business intelligence is useful and important. Um, we're going to be talking here, uh, really kind of setting the groundwork with respect to what BI is, how it's used inside of a organization, and what it can do for you and your business. Um, now, business intelligence, if you're not familiar with it, is really a lot of things. It's not just one thing. It's actually a whole lot of things here. Uh, it's a set of procedures, tools, technologies that are all working in concert, uh, ultimately to give us actionable, insightful information. Okay. It's about transforming raw data and potentially lots of data into meaningful information that we can use to make decisions uh, that will hopefully optimize whatever the organization is trying to do. And really what I mean by this is we as an organization, like, I mean, we, we are generating so much information these days. Um, you know, I, I was reading um, some recent reports that were talking about the, the amount of information being generated. Uh, you know, we're talking about 10 to 15 megabytes per person per minute being generated. You know, so that's a tremendous quantity of data. And if you start looking at big businesses, whether they be Apple, Microsoft, ExxonMobil, um Maersk shipping and more. I mean, like they're all generating quant huge quantities of operational data, of payroll data, of manufacturing data, logistic data, and more. How can we actually make this information useful? Okay. Um, if you think about it, what we're trying to do here is that we're trying to navigate this sea of structured and unstructured data to find those little nuggets of wisdom that can be really helpful and effective, effective for us to be able to grow our business. Um, ultimately, what we're trying to do here is that we are giving information to people to help them make decisions. Sometimes we refer to that as data-driven decision-making. And I love that term. I think it really kind of makes sense. It really speaks to the fact that we're trying to make intelligent decisions that ultimately can uh, navigate our organizations to achieve whatever objectives are required. Okay.
okay? So instead of just kind of shooting from the hip, instead of uh, just kind of um, winging it, we're rather uh, focusing on uh, providing the right information to the right people in the right format in a way that they can understand to hopefully let them make better decisions. And this can handle and be presented in several different uh, several different ways. We could do this up at the leadership level, you know, giving the ability for senior leadership to see, um, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel to be able to see, um, you know, the forest through the trees, if you will. We could do it at the personnel and, uh, you know, staff level, you know, giving people inside the business the insight necessary to figure out where they fit in, what they're doing, how their uh, work is contributing to the business overall. Uh, we could do this at the strategic level. Um, you know, we could give insight to be able to hopefully understand new opportunities that are presented to our business and the directions that we would like to go and more. Uh, but business intelligence is about arming people with information and then ultimately using that information to make better decisions as a company. Now, business intelligence is a, it's not a specific thing. Okay, it's not one application, it's not one platform, it's not one program, uh, it's not one procedure, it's not one anything. It's actually a whole collection of different things uh, in the sense that it is um, a collection of different technologies, it's a collection of different uh, uh, procedures and more. Um, and within this, one specific realm that we have is business analytics, okay? Now, you could do a lot of business intelligence and not necessarily do analytics. What I mean by this is that intelligence includes just summary reports like who, what, when, and where. When we start talking about analytics, that's when we start using statistics and we start using math to really understand the data being present to ultimately make decisions. Um, that I don't want to say that this is easier per se, but uh, it's more inclusive and it can include this, but you can go and start doing basic business intelligence without necessarily having to do analytics. And analytics may or may not be effective for all types of businesses. Um, this is a harder approach, you know, and we're gonna talk through some of the different ways that you can do analytics, but analytics would be include things like statistical analysis, regression testing, uh, and the like, uh, to really kind of be able to do testing to ultimately try different theories and, and see if the data supports whatever that theory might be. But just realize it's, think of it more as like an onion. There's layers of this thing. The further you get down, uh, the more math centric it generally will become. So where is BI useful? Well, BI is useful pretty much everywhere. I mean, all types of businesses can benefit from better decision making. All departments can better uh, be bettered by providing better insight with respect to their operation. Uh, so it's not necessarily something that has to only be done at the executive level. All levels of an organization can benefit from business intelligence. All types of people can benefit from business intelligence and more. Now, in the past, BI was primarily focused in big businesses. Why? Because it was difficult. It was expensive. These systems were uh, very expensive to acquire. They required a lot of finesse in terms of being able to implement. They required a lot of data manipulation. And frankly, most businesses could not afford this. Uh, business intelligence is nothing new to a company like IBM or Amazon or Microsoft. While we've probably called it by different things over the years, it's definitely something that uh, they all have been doing for a long period of time. Uh, and with respect to us, it's now only recently available to the rest of us in terms of what we can afford and what we can be able to do. And now with tools like Power BI, you don't even need big deep pockets to be able to do this uh, or robust IT staff. This is something that I think the accounting department can and should do for a lot of different reasons. Uh, the biggest reason I think I, I accountants should be involved in this is that we bring a high degree of accuracy and trust to the reporting um, process inside of an organization. We've been doing compliance reporting forever, you know? So when we produce a financial statement, there's a, a immediate sense of trust that that financial is correct, that it's accurate. Um, now, business intelligence, it's not compliance-based reporting. To be very clear, you know, BI doesn't replace your balance sheet, doesn't replace your income statement. It's management. It's in term reporting. It's management, uh, you know, asking questions about, you know, perspective things that they may or may not do or wanting to get reflective information about what's going on inside of their business. 
but it's not a balance sheet. It's not something you're going to head over to the bank, the SEC, or anybody else. And so I could see how it could not directly fall under the purview of the accounting department. Uh, so if it's not us, you know, the other people that it might be would be the IT team. And I don't think that's a good move uh, for a lot of different reasons. First and foremost, it's not really an IT project. You know, I will tell you, it seems that both accountants and IT kind of get dumped on by our organizations that, you know, if we don't know where it goes, let's give it to the accountants or let's give it to the IT people. Um, that's just not really good. You know, IT is good at building systems, security, I mean, integration, efficiency, operations. I mean, there's plenty of things they could work on. Business intelligence doesn't need to be one of them. Uh, but if it's not us, it's probably going to be them. And they're not going to have the understanding that we are going to bring from our accounting background now saying that i really feel that as a profession we need to be moving more towards this bi thing the biggest reason is that so much of accounting is automated these days so much of accounting is uh procedural i mean the systems can do 90 percent of it i mean the erp solutions and the accounting solutions that are out there today are absolutely fantastic there's really not that much that needs to be done uh, mechanically by a person to really get accounting records ready for reporting purposes. Yes, we got to do adjustments. Yes, we need to go back and re refine and fine tune things. But uh, most of these systems now, I mean, they really run on autopilot. We're here really just to correct things when they go wrong or to review it at the end of the period. So we need to find new ways of being able to engage as a profession, you know, or we run the risk of, I think, being replaced through automation, not really artificial intelligence, but really through automation. And BI is a fabulous new avenue for us to be able to, to provide uh, insight into our organizations. So I think it's definitely something that we should be pursuing and something that we should definitely be considering as a profession in order for us to stay relevant. Okay, the advent of cloud-based tech and desktop BI applications and making BI tools uh, available and easy inside of small organizations has been a godsend. Okay, the first company in this space, it, it, it feels like that made a big splash was Tableau. And Tableau was the first desktop application that was relatively affordable, still hundreds, if not thousands of dollars for licensing for a small company. Um, but, you know, it took the price down dramatically. Prior applications were from companies like IBM uh, with respect to, um, you know, software that you would get for business intelligence. And we we're talking tens of thousands of dollars with solutions like them uh, with respect to uh, today. I mean, these solutions are anywhere from free for just a couple hundred bucks. And Tableau really kind of led the way in that space. Okay, quick, uh, some feedback here. Steve says, I answered poll number two, but it said it failed to send. William said, I think there was a polling question that did not show up on my screen. So two things. Um, first, Steve, I'd recommend that you close out Zoom and come back in. Uh, hopefully that'll clear out whatever connection issue you got to the polling questions. Um, hopefully that works. For the rest of you, if you're not seeing the polling question, you, if you're in full screen, you might want to exit full screen and come back and you'll see the, uh, you'll see, you should see it there. It might be hidden behind another window. Uh, so just be on the lookout that that might be where it might, where it might be. Okay. Uh, so if you sign on your screen, hit alt tab, hopefully you'll toggle around and find it. That'll hopefully work for you. If it doesn't work, I would personally recommend log out and come back into zoom. Unfortunately, I don't control how zoom operates to be fair it's not my favorite solution to work with um so unfortunately that's my only recommendation for you at the moment so hopefully and it looks like it worked out for you nice folks okay cool so hopefully you don't have to do that again let's uh let's see 100 here steve william why don't we just make sure that we're okay here let's just do another polling question real quick just to make sure that you folks are okay and that you don't have any other issues so you're not wondering about it let's see if we get that there all righty. And I'm going to take a drink of coffee. Mmm. Lukewarm coffee. So delicious. All right. So it looks like you all got that. Hopefully we're good going forward there, guys. And if not, let me know. Uh, backup procedure, although I know our admin office will hate me for it. If the polling questions still don't work for you, let me know. And then just respond in the chat box that you're here. Uh, but really try to hit those polling questions because it makes the attendance reconciliation very difficult if we, uh, if we don't get it in there. All righty, let's go ahead and continue. So 
with respect to Power BI and tools like Tableau and Click and others, super low cost of entry and the ROI can be really high. I mean, you can get started here as we're going to talk about today pretty much uh, for free. I mean, again, solutions like Power BI are free. Just download it. You can get started. And, you know, if it works, great. If it doesn't, you know, you're out nothing. So that's one of the big reasons why I really like that solution. Alrighty. Now, there are some situations that are ideal for that are ideal for specific uh, business intelligence that are worth mentioning. Okay. Business intelligence is really helpful and effective for anybody that needs timely and approved decision making. Okay. Um, business intelligence is what we refer to as write once, refresh many, uh, meaning I write the report. I create the report, I publish the report, and uh, it will just continue to exist and operate whether I, um, you know, whether I, I interact with it or not. Um, what's really nice about these write once, refresh many is that the work is done for us automatically, and uh, we don't have to continue to do that work repeatedly in the future. And so if it's something like pulling our most recent orders and analyzing them uh, with respect to kind of pulling out, uh, you know, the most important information that is going to be useful inside of our business, you know, especially stuff that's going to be timely. Well, guess what? That's going to happen repeatedly. And it's going to be something that will occur whether the accountant's in the office or not. Um, once we've written the report, once we publish the report, it's there and staff can interact with it as they need to. And that write once refresh many has many benefits beyond just it helps improve that we get our uh, information in a timely manner. Okay. It also helps relieve our efforts for repetitive reports. Okay. Think about yourself and think about the work that you do. Okay. How many of you are doing the same thing month in, month out, week in, week out, year in, year out? We all are. I mean, personally for me, that's why I left the profession. I just couldn't deal with the monotony of it. Um, and with business intelligence and these solutions now, what's fantastic about them is that they alleviate a lot of our uh, stress as it relates to having to do the same work over and over and over again. It'll just, again, write once, refresh many. And it's going to automate this work every single period, allowing us to focus on higher value stuff. And that I think relieving us of that repetitive nature is a, a huge benefit to us pe people personally. Okay. Um, it also is going to allow staff and management and senior leadership to be able to identify and recognize trends inside the business and new opportunities. Um, I personally think that one of the biggest and most important things that a business could be is flexible. As new business opportunities present themselves, we want to be able to incorporate those trends and opportunities in our business. Uh, and as such, um, business intelligence is going to give us the information necessary to be able to make those decisions and make it fast, efficient, and easy to be able to learn from our data to make better data-driven decisions. And then ultimately, hopefully, incorporate those things inside of our organization. Now, that could lead, and hopefully it does lead, to encouraging our team members um, to, you know, pursue new opportunities to grow the business, to be able to be able to... Uh, um, you know, ultimately be able to make better decisions and take the business in different directions. So with business intelligence, we can talk through a couple of these in particular, and let's go ahead and dive in to where and how some of these four situations could be ideal in our business and, and kind of explore those things a little bit further. And then we're going to go ahead and talk about some of the characteristics that make a successful business intelligence uh, deployment for a business. Okay, first part here timely and better decisions. So instead of having to deal with dated, stale information, we can give our decision makers real-time data, okay? Um, traditional solutions inside of our business are always reflective. They're always happening after the fact. I mean, think about, for example, uh, you know, your standard compilation procedure, your standard reporting procedure. You know, you're making decisions today based off of last month's performance. Well, why don't you make them based off of today's performance? Well, the re usual reason is, is that I have to take the data. I have to go through a series of transformation procedures in order to be able to get that uh, corrected accurate for reporting purposes. Okay. Again, with the BI that right once refresh many, okay, where I create the report and the report lives. Well, 
what these tools will do is that they're going to give access to those to that information in pretty much real time or, or near real time. Maybe not up to the second, but it might be a couple of hours or maybe even up to a day delay, depending on the specific requirements of your business. And you're going to give them information in you know, the format that they most likely will understand this, including things like dashboards and other visualizations to understand the current state of affairs. Um, this is helpful for a couple of reasons. Again, first and foremost, it's timely. You're going to get this information as quickly as you want to go look at it. Uh, unfortunately, it's still not going to change the fact that uh, some managers uh, won't look at this information or they'll still ask you, you know, questions when they can go get that information themselves. Uh, I literally had a meeting last week with one of my clients with the sales and marketing team and, um, you know, the, the head of marketing, you know, was talking about how we needed business intelligence and how we needed to, uh, you know, have dashboards and this and that and the other. And, and I'm like, you know, I tell this person, I'm like, you, you know, we already have all that information, right? You know, and it's in our existing reporting system. And he's like, really? And, he, and he's like, well, I, I run reports all the time. And, you know, I don't see any of that information there. And I went and looked after our meeting and he'd never even logged into the solution, you know. So unfortunately, it doesn't change the fact that even if we create the greatest report in the world, it's there's always still going to be the struggle of trying to communicate this and getting people to actually engage with it. But the hope with BI, we make this approachable. We make this easy. Think about for yourselves for a second. And I'd love for you to provide some feedback on this. What's the financial literacy of the people in your organization? You know, what does that look like inside your company? Unfortunately, for my company, um, and even you know, for a lot of my staff, and then what I see with a lot of my my clients, uh, and I work with a lot of you know, I work with a lot of different like uh, businesses, and, and there's smart people that work there. But I'm going to say generally, the financial literacy is pretty low. I, I, I would say most folks don't know how to read a balance sheet let alone something like a cash flow statement. Um, and so, I mean, I can't help but think, I mean, are we creating these reports just for ourselves because they're required? And I think the answer is yes in a lot of right ways. So I think with business intelligence, you know, because we're not confined to the traditional limitations of, of a, a balance sheet and an income statement and a cash flow, you know, these dashboards and visualizations actually going to give people the information they need in the format that they want to receive it and they can understand it to ultimately make those decisions. So um, I would say that that is a huge benefit with respect to our organizations. Now, these solutions are also really helpful for, again, you know, that uh, that monotony. OK, the mantra I want you to have, you build once, refresh many, write once, refresh many. Okay, when I create a report inside business intelligence, whether it be Power BI, MyDBR, Tableau, ArcGIS, I've worked with probably all of them at this point. I just tried a new solution last week called Domo. Um, they all work off the same principle. You build it, they will come. You build it, it will automatically update and refresh. The big thing is as long as it has access to data. Now, someone mentioned earlier, hey, how do I hook this up to my ERP solutions? And that's a good question. I could tell you that you want to ask that question. How can I hook this up to my accounting how, system? How can I hook this up to my payroll system? How can I hook this up to my logistics systems and more? Uh, because the more data that you could feed into this, the better. And the more data that you feed into this, the more updated it's, going, updated it's going to be. And ideally, you want to get this into a position that you can go take a trip, you know, and you don't have to worry about someone from your staff or your company calling you saying, hey, how do I get access to this report? Can you give me a sales journal? Can you tell me what my expenses are? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, you should have it so that it just basically uh, updates itself automatically. This ultimately is going to save tremendous, tremendous quantities of time compared to the traditional reporting process. Um, we're going to talk, look at a tool a little bit later on called Power Query, which is a tool built into Excel as well as in Power BI. Good news is you're going to get a, a two for today, folks. You're going to learn two features. You're going to learn one feature that is good in two applications. Uh, and Power Query is probably the best tool to be added to Excel in 20 years. I mean, and when you embrace this fully, Boy, howdy, is it going to save you a lot of time uh, because it's going to automate that entire process of extracting data from other resources and calculating, cleaning up that data, and then ultimately loading it into your spreadsheet or into Power BI. And the tool works both for Power BI as it does Excel. And so we're going to talk about how you can leverage this incredible tool to save time with respect to reporting. And again, it's going to be useful both for Excel as well as Power BI. 
And it's also going to improve your accuracy. Why? Because less human involvement. Uh, humans are not really good at doing the same thing consistently over and over and over again. It doesn't matter how accurate you are. You're not perfect. And uh, we all make mistakes. Transposition errors, clerical errors, and the like are always going to be present. And so the more and more that we can ultimately put directly into the system to have the system calculate and produce automatically, well, guess what? That's going to reduce a lot of our manual effort. And a lot of that manual effort will go away. And the systems will do this work, which is going to save us time. And it's also going to massively improve the accuracy of the information presented. Okay. BI gives us the opportunity to be able to find, as I think of them, needles and haystacks. Okay. Uh, there are some really useful bits of information that you just cannot find if you're looking at a financial statement. There are some really good trends, forecasts, future opportunities inside your business that you can't see unless you're looking at really large quantities of data and that you can visualize and you could be able to analyze it through multiple different techniques. Uh, business intelligence gives us the opportunity uh, to be able to see these trends because we're going to be able to see and work with our data in a format that's effective and easy for us. Uh, and it allows managers to be able to identify all different types of trends inside the business, positive trends for like sales, you know, different opportunities for different products or categories to gain new customers or, or to see additional revenue. And we also could see this as it relates to our expenses too, like when certain expenses are creeping up or uh, we could start seeing how certain things correlate with each other. So like this type of, um, you know, thing in our business causes this type of expense to go up and, and more. And so I could tell you that with respect to, um, you know, the trend analysis here, we could do some pretty interesting things. Okay. And once we see these trends, we can obviously start taking action with respect to what we can do um, to affect either to encourage that trend. If it's a positive sales trend, like how can we exploit this to make this work more? Or if it's a negative trend, you know, we could start seeing the data creep up and we can actually do something about it. We can head it off at the past uh, to maybe see if we can uh, limit that expense from growing into the future. Now, I will tell you that as you start to get further down the trends and opportunities area here, this is where business analytics really start to pop up, right? And statistical testing, forecasting, uh, regression testing and the like, you know, where you start evaluating different things, you start looking at correlation and causation uh, to really kind of understand why numbers are the way that they are. Um, there's a lot of space here, okay? Um, I'll just share with you a, a quick story, and this is more on the business analytics space, uh, to maybe kind of really illustrate where business intelligence could be really helpful. Uh, if I had to pick a single company responsible for modern business intelligence, like a single company that like really kind of created this space, here in the United States, I would probably say Walmart. And if you asked me globally, I would probably say Toyota. Um, I've read on a ton on both companies and done research on both companies and talked with people who work at both companies, uh, you know, getting some of their insight with respect to their operations, but, uh, both are incredible with respect to the, the way that they learn from their data. But I got to just share with you one quick business analytics story as it relates to, uh, um, Walmart. If you ever do any research with respect to BI, and uh, you'll come across a story pretty quick. It's it's kind of a legend story in 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 this space uh, that really kind of talks about uh, how Walmart learns from their data. They calculate their information constantly. They have a gigantic data center in their corporate location, uh, and they are feeding in the point of sale register transactions in real time back to their uh, corporate headquarters. And they've got different alarms that are set up, you know, so when certain things happen, certain uh, events, whether they be in the logistics networks or certain transactions uh, that meet certain characteristics, they they know about it and, you know, they ultimately make decisions. And they're data mining constantly to try to find different correlation of different things that occur inside their business. And then they use this information to ultimately get people to buy more. That's what they're they're doing or to cut costs or to find new opportunities and grow them. And for Walmart, um, this is something that was uh, many years ago, but uh, it's still funny and, and interesting nonetheless. They uh, actually found that there was a correlation in the sale of beer 
and baby diapers. Uh, that those two items were often sold together and they had a positive impact on revenue to the business. And uh, they found that if they put beer on one side of the store and diapers on the other side of the store, that the odds mom or dad would uh, walk through the store and maybe pick up a couple of additional items was actually pretty high. And uh, they found that out through business intelligence, through data mining. And uh, just by putting these two items on the separate sides of the store, they were able to find a new opportunity and to drive additional revenue. When you're a company the size of Walmart, even things that are 1% can have a huge impact on the bottom line of the business. And there's other stories of Walmart. There was another story recently I, I came across that uh, they saw one store in one location. Uh, they had forecasted a certain demand for a specific specific Halloween cookie, and it was below what the uh, threshold that they expected were. And they couldn't figure out why. And they called the store manager uh, for that specific location and then asked, like, hey, you know, did you put the cookie out? You know, like, where is it? So on and so forth. They found out that the uh, the cookie actually was put into the wrong place in the store. and They moved it to the correct place. But that gives you an idea for companies, you know, what big businesses are doing. I mean, they're looking at this data in real time. And this is how Walmart got so big. This is how Amazon got so big or any big business because they learned from their data and they made changes to their data. They just don't do the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. In fact, I think there's some sort of saying about that, like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Maybe one of you could tell me in the uh, chat box what that might be. All righty. So, Trends and opportunities, that's probably one of the biggest things. And with respect to business intelligence, it gives us the opportunity to be able to grow our business in ways that we could not have seen uh, previously. Okay, now BI can also be helpful in motivating team members, encouraging teamwork, how and why. Well, guess what? Uh, it really can help us be effective with respect to our communication and giving information to all necessary stakeholders. Okay, it could be uh, programmed to automatically appear, helping helping everybody get insight. Um, and from that insight, we all know that we're all looking for the same data and looking at the same information. Okay. Now things that you could do with this, maybe for example, uh, you could put up information with respect to individual sales quotas or like leaderboards sometimes could be effective. So people know where they stand within the organization. You know, a little bit of competition I'm, I'm guessing could probably be pretty helpful and effective there. So we could visualize this information, uh, whether they be things like bar charts, pie charts, graphs, and the like, they could all be present and listed as well. Okay. We could even do overview as well, you know, so we can provide some insight and transparency into the organization uh, that you could uh, consider presenting, um, you know, to ultimately give people the information that they need to make better decisions at the time that the, at the most applicable time. Now, there are some characteristics of a successful BI solution that we should consider inside of our organization, okay? So, first and foremost, when we start to look at a uh, business intelligence deployment of our business, we want to get as close to the data as we possibly can. The more real time, the better. Okay, so what that means is uh, what we're going to want to create instead of doing reporting off of exported reports, downloaded spreadsheets, uh, we want to connect directly to the information. Now, these tools, thankfully, all have multiple different uh, uh, tools to be able to connect directly to data sources. More often than not, we're going to be connecting directly to the Either uh, if it is a on-premise solution, the database of that particular solution, or if it's a cloud solution to the API, the application programming interface of that solution. But what we want is to get access to the actual data itself. Uh, if we do not get access to that real-time data, we can't do that right once refresh many because it is predicated on the thought that we can get uh, access to that data in real time. Okay, so we definitely want real-time data. We definitely want to have it inclusive of what our business is doing, okay? Mission critical information, you know, and that's going to depend on whatever your business is. From my perspective, certainly general ledger information would be important. Sales, marketing information would be important. Payroll and major expense categories would be important as more. 
but there are plenty of other things that might be important. If you're manufacturing, maybe you want to get insight into your work in progress and what's going on on the manufacturing floor. You know, if you're a logistics network carrier or you want to maybe know your logistics information about where your shipments are to your customers or raw materials, you could bring that in. It's going to be a little bit different depending on what your business does. Okay, the reports have to be understood. They have to be um, relatable to people. And uh, that ultimately comes down to creating uh, reports that are understood, okay? You're not tied to the traditional limitations here of what you would see in your, um, you're not tied to what you would see in the traditional sense of like a balance sheet or a cash flow statement. You can be an artist here, okay? You can create whatever type of report you want. The benefit being you being an accountant, the degree of accuracy and reliability that you can bring to the solution is going to be far better than really kind of anybody else and uh, what they be, might be able to operate. Uh, it should be goal-oriented in the sense that this report should ultimately serve some purpose. It should uh, hopefully point to some sort of objective inside the business and hopefully uh, let the business grow in a way that uh, makes sense and in the way that they want. And it should provide visibility into the operations for the organization uh, in the sense that it should bring transparency, it should bring accountability, it should bring um, just a general sense of being able to answer questions for people. Um, and again, I think as accountants, um, We've been trained to do this. You know, it's really just a new tool set that we're working with. Uh, but these are all, in a lot of ways, the same characteristics of what we would hope for with respect to accounting. Now, in this class, this is kind of a, a DIY approach. You know, we're, we're really, you know, talking about some different ways that you can handle it. Um, so DIY, do it yourself, okay? Um, what we're really talking about here is finding the right mix of technology procedures and tools that work for you and for your specific business. Uh, now, the opposite approach to this, there are large BI solutions that are, you know, kind of what I would say is kind of like existing outside of, um, I shouldn't say that. There are large BI solutions that are integrated into everything that you do, okay? If your organization, for example, is using like Oracle, SAP, you know, these are huge, large business enterprise solutions. More often than not, there's going to be a business intelligence platform built into that. More often than not, your company will spend a lot of money to get that built out and to customize the specific needs of your organization. Um, and it'll just operate. And it's something that you should probably consider using. You know, for the rest of us, though, you know, for the mid-market and then certainly on the lower level, the uh, entrepreneurial side of this, there is no single integrated solution. And the existing reporting capabilities, like in tools like QuickBooks, uh, while QuickBooks has a lot of reports, it doesn't really provide really kind of any insight into operations, nor does it do any sort of uh, mashup of data between different systems. So for the rest of us, we got to kind of do a DIY approach here. Now, the good news is even with tools like Power BI, even though it is a DIY approach, it doesn't really feel that way because of how good it is, uh, but uh, it still is a DIY approach. Okay, so why do this? Well, traditional reporting processes are slow, complex, and expensive as, uh, um, you know, and business intelligence kind of gives us the opportunity to be able to kind of get around that. We can create um, reporting that is fast, efficient, and gives people the information that they need to be effective, okay? Uh, according to Logic analytics here over 90 respondents to a survey that they sent out recently indicated that it was important for business users to be able to access the information they need without it i couldn't agree with this more uh i'm all about you know providing information to the people give them the information that they want uh in the time that they want to be able to receive it let them be able to get it themselves uh, i would say in a lot of ways it's it's kind of like either give a man a fish or teach a man to fish you know with business intelligence we're teaching a person how to fish here they can either self-service uh, where they can create their own dashboards or they can at least ref uh, get the data that you present inside your dashboards uh, but you're not going to have to compile them they're not going to have to compile them they just access it and that's it only 22% of business users have access and use self-service BI tools when needed. Uh, so only about a fifth of business users have access to this information. You know, so it's a huge opportunity for us to be able to grow and be able to expand our uh, information reporting. 
84% of IT organizations plan to invest in self-service BI within the next two years. Um, I think that's pretty accurate, you know, and I would tell you, this isn't a huge product, a huge project to bite off. Uh, if you're starting with nothing and you want to implement Power BI inside of your business, you can do that in a couple of weeks. I would really say, you know, really, I could tell you for our organization, when we were getting started um, in terms of uh, utilizing Power BI, we, um, it really just started with me and my partner just messing around to seeing what type of calculations and what type of reporting we could do for it. And, um, you know, we got started pretty quickly and I think you could too. Okay. 24% of businesses have already purchased some sort of self-service BI tool without the approval of their IT staff. And this trend is growing. Uh, generally, I don't really recommend that. Generally, I recommend that when you go and you buy something that, uh, you get your IT team involved and that they are, you know, kind of involved in that process, mostly because they could be a real big help with respect to helping you implement that tool effectively. And uh, I would tell you that um, that's going to be really a helpful and effective to get them on board, uh, because what they are going to be able to provide is maybe not the math and the and the analytics side of this, but the access to these different systems. Uh, that's the part that I think uh, IT can really be helpful. Um, for you. Okay. On average, self-service BI reduces IT requests by 37%. Okay. Because we can access and get this information ourselves. Okay. And 92% of business users report that it is very important um, or somewhat important to be able to access data without asking. Okay. When I am asked as a, from one professional to the other, Hey, Steve, like, what do you think I should be learning? What's the next thing that should be on my, uh, you know, the next skill that I should be conquering? Uh, as a as a financial professional, my answer is always the same. I really feel that as a profession, we need to be embracing more of the analytics and more of the reporting. Business intelligence is a great opportunity for this. And for us to really be able to do this, we need to know how to use databases. And so my personal recommendation when you're looking to gain a new skill I think it's really important that you learn how to work with the database uh, because, you know, frankly, if you know how to work with a database, you can access data and information without having to get IT involved. Uh, and working with the database doesn't have to be a big undertaking. This is something I think most people can be able to implement inside their business uh, and implement in their, their knowledge base in a month or so. I would tell you that to be able to know the basics of being able to work with the database, you're looking at about a week of time. And then to master it, it certainly takes months and years, but it doesn't take much to get up and running with respect to learning how to work with the database pretty quickly. And then ultimately you'll be able to access and work with this information on your own. In fact, if this is something you're interested in, I'm going to point out I've got a free series uh, on the CPA Today podcast on database basics for financial professionals. We've got, I think, three episodes, maybe four episodes. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, if you're looking to get started with a database and learning how to do select statements and how to work and query data, you can check out our podcast available 100% for free. Uh, we provided a number of resources to help you get up and running here. And again, I think you could learn the basics in about a month. And I think the real basics you can learn in about a week, actually. Uh, but I would say about a month to be effective. Now, if we look at different business intelligence solutions that are out there, one of a great way to be able to evaluate these solutions is to look at what's called the Magic Quadrant. Okay, this is a report that's put together by a company called Gardner annually. They survey uh, business intelligence platforms and they ask two questions. What is the completeness of the platform? So can it actually do things for you? And then what's its ability to be able to execute? Okay, and it's got four different quadrants, niche players, visionaries, leaders, and challengers. Ideally, you want to be up here in the upper right. Uh, but this is a really useful tool to kind of get a sense of where all the different players in the market are. Okay, and so there are a lot of niche solutions, you know, that are, uh, you know, kind of, um, you know, specific to an industry answering a specific need, something of the like. Uh, there are products that, uh, you know, are visionary, but not very complete in the sense that, uh, you know, they've got a lot of promise, but they don't have a lot of features and functions with them. Okay. And this kind of gives you a sense of where all these different products are. Well, guess what? Power BI, look at this here in the upper right. No shocker there uh, with these two tools kind of being the leaders. Uh, Tableau, uh, which is a Salesforce product now, and Microsoft uh, with its Power BI platform, 
are really, really good solutions. In fact, the three I recommend that you take a look at are going to be Click, Salesforce, and Microsoft Power BI, with Microsoft Power BI having my strongest recommendation. There are lots of other providers in here as well. You'll notice that pretty much every major um, enterprise solution, SAP, Oracle, IBM, uh, they're all here. There's also niche providers like MicroStrategy, which is a really good um, analytics tool for uh, grading strategy and, and the like. You know, that's listed over here on the right. Uh, sorry, on the left. But this kind of gives you a sense of uh, uh, of where these different players are and how big of a solution and how important of a solution that they offer. Thank you so much for attending our presentation and podcast for today. As a reminder, you can check out cpetoday.com for all your continuing education needs. We have courses on every topic you can think of, from accounting to audit to ethics and regulation and more. Everything you need to know to stay relevant, current, and up-to-date with the profession. Again, check out cpetoday.com. If you're a new watcher or listener to the CPE Today podcast, again, we offer you a free course and a free credit for you to try our services. Pick the podcast of your choosing and use coupon code one free podcast at checkout to make that purchase free. If you enjoyed our presentation, please consider connecting with us on social media and let us know what you think. You can find us just about everywhere at CPE today, uh, whether you're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and more. And please consider subscribing to us wherever you happen to receive your content. You can find us on Apple podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and others. We'd love for you to leave a review and let us know what you think. It helps new listeners and watchers find our course and content. Thank you so much for your time and attention. Thank you for being in the office, and we look forward to seeing you back here soon. Take care.